Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Damon Egan is the service manager at Sherwood Ford. He's a great friend of the Fixed Ops Roundtable and community. Uh, Damon, welcome back to the Roundtable. Thanks for having me, Ted. Pleasure to be here. Damon, you have been a big supporter of uh, not only the Roundtable, but all of Fixed Ops. I remember when you came to one of the early events in New Jersey in 2019. I am excited about what you're going to talk about today. What is Blue Ocean Strategy? I remember the book. And how can we apply to the automotive repair business? Well, Blue Ocean Strategy uh, was a business concept developed by uh, a couple of business strategy, strategy experts um, that suggests that companies need to seek out new and untapped markets that nobody else is playing in rather than fighting for market share that everybody's in. So Blue Ocean would mean that nobody's in that space and you are dominating the space as opposed to fighting in a red ocean where there's blood in the waters and we're all fighting to race to the lowest possible price. That's a smart strategy in all of business. Um, so the first you know, thing that would come to mind, Damon, is how do we do this in an industry, automotive repair, that's got not only dealers, we've got the mass merchandisers, we've got a lot of competition of all different kinds, you know, everywhere we look. Absolutely. I mean, this is where the the crane rises to the top. Great service managers, great fixed ops people will always look for a way to capture more of their market share and away from other competitors. Uh, I remember in 2019 uh, when Brian Benstock was talking about his famous pickup and delivery uh, process all through New York. That is a perfect example of Blue Ocean strategy. Rather than having the dealer, the customers come to the dealership where there's no parking and lousy food and lousy TV, he went and got the vehicles. Rather than something that during COVID, a lot of manufacturers jumped on the train. We actually pioneered that concept here in Canada, and we run 26% of all of our appointments through pickup and delivery ballet service. Let's talk about that because you and I were there that day in the audience, November of 2019. How timely that was with what was about to occur. Nobody in that room had any idea that three months from that time, the whole industry, the whole world would turn upside down. And you're right. That is a blue ocean strategy. Perfect example. Damon, give us the, give us the backdrop. Give us the lay of the land. Where are you located? I know you've won a lot of awards there. You're a very busy service fixed ops department tell us about that well we're located in uh in edmonton alberta canada we are western canada's largest sports store uh our i mean when we talk about work orders that we write we write about three thousand work orders a month uh so very very large store uh we have to continue to push the envelope of what we do because we do other have we do have seven other ford stores in our city as well as all the aftermarket stores and we need to be proactive in what we do to retain our customers. One of the big things that all the manufacturers cry about is customer retention. 
as we saw interest rates rise, we saw used car prices go crazy, new car inventory being dried up. We had to find a way to have our customers coming back. So we've got to stay on the cusp of anything new that we can to have customers coming back. So that's kind of what we do here is we try and innovate new ideas and scale it to the size of the dealership. There were a lot of people who, um, you know, learned about Brian's new idea. I, I remember him telling me about it on a Sunday afternoon before we got together uh, for that meeting and describing to me how he was going to show the heat map with all these spots where they were do- doing the pickup and the delivery and the service. And I remember him scolding me saying, now, Ted, I don't want you to share this with anybody outside of the room. Okay, I remember that. I remember that conversation very clearly. But you got it to work there. I was absolutely transfixed by that heat map. And I had to figure out the way that we could do it. Because in Canada at the time, we didn't even have Uber up here in Canada. In our city, we did not have Uber, which is what Brian was using. So we had to find a way to get around that. Red Cap wasn't in Canada at the time. So we had to find another logistics program to figure that out. And then we had to hire all kinds of drivers because we don't have a driver service here in Canada either. So we had all this going on on top of the zombie apocalypse of COVID-19. And we had to put all this together. Now, thankfully, Uber did come to Edmonton, which was great because then we got to utilize that. And finally, we got we, we pleaded with Red Cap, please come to Canada. We want to be your test project here. And they were gracious enough to come in. They bought they brought the trainers in and we utilize it. And now Red Cap is adopted by Ford Canada now. So Damon, you led the way on that. And, and I think what was the number you just told us? Twenty six percent? Yeah, twenty six percent of all of our daily appointments are by pickup and drop off ballet service. That's incredible. And uh, you know, Brian's got some nuance just to dwell on that for a moment, you know, he's got some nuances. You're right. There's no parking in Queens, New York. Okay. And um you know, there's nowhere to park. So, you know, he thought out of the box. So, you know, what are some ways that dealers and, you know, yourself, you know, that we could utilize Blue Ocean to, you know, really, really make a new new market for ourselves? Well, I think one of the biggest things, uh, and and I know he's a friend of the fixed ops roundtable, uh, what what Ed's doing down in Florida with his mobile service. Uh, he is now up to 10 bands. That is definitely comes to top of mind as a blue ocean strategy. He's doing something that nobody else is doing with having mobile service. Uh, again, we like to steal other people's ideas and we have adopted a mobile service van here as well. Again, blue ocean strategy, you got to go and be bold into an arena where nobody else is going. And mobile service is something now because people's time is the most important thing that they have. So if you are going to somebody's house and doing the work there and they don't have to leave and it's done in a timely fashion, then that is an arena that we want to play in. You know, one thing that Brian said in 2019, and, and I keep reverting this to my team, is the whole operation has to be frictionless. And our industry has been lots of friction for a number of years, and we have to make it frictionless. There are times when we don't even see the customer because we've picked up their vehicle, we've repaired it, we've talked to them by text, and they've paid online. So we never even see the customer, and it's got to be frictionless. So another opportunity that we have here, Ted, 
is EV. And I know that nobody likes to talk about EV, but this is a reality and it's coming. Tesla's been out there for a number of years. They've been doing their thing and there are a lot of Teslas and there are a lot of EVs that are out of warranty. We are actively recruiting for technicians now that work on EVs so we can work on all EVs and have all the proper equipment here to do out of warranty repairs on these vehicles. This is the new frontier of what's happening in the industry and we have to be better equipped for it. So if we can corner the market on EV repair, again, that puts us in a place of dominance over other uh, repair shops. Damon, um, if you don't mind, tell the audience, and, and I don't know the answer to this question, um, how many about how many technicians do you employ? How many service advisors? And uh, uh, in terms of EV, you know, what does the, how far along is EV there in Alberta? So we have uh, 54 bays here. We employ almost 50 technicians with 10 advisors. Wow. Uh, we run until we have, we're in two shifts till 11 o'clock at night, uh, along with our mobile service. Uh, so we are, we are really kind of cornering everywhere. Uh, now EV adoption in, uh, the Northern parts of Alberta is where, where we are, uh, is coming slowly, but it is coming. Uh, I mean, we've all seen the press reports from General Motors, Ford, uh, even Toyota now is jumping into the EV ring. Uh, these are not going away. And no matter how much we try and push back saying they don't work in our climate, they are coming. Uh, we have seen incremental growth in both our F-150 Lightning here and the uh, Mustang Mach-E. So we are seeing that this is now becoming commonplace. So we have to be prepared for it. We are getting a lot more of our technicians uh, skilled in EV repair and diagnosis uh, because we want to be the players. We want to be the dominant force in EV repair in the city. I was going to ask you about climate, okay? Um, you know, is climate a hindrance uh, to EV? I mean, we, we've heard that climate is a hindrance or it could potentially be. Is that a hindrance? And also, you know, what about range, okay? You know, going from A to B. Absolutely. Climate does play a huge part with the batteries. Uh, they will deplete quicker in the colder weather and uh, you know, up here we get temperatures of minus 40 to minus 50 degrees Celsius with the wind chill. Uh, so it gets very, very cold, uh, you know, and it becomes a, a problem with range. You know, the second thing is the, the charger infrastructure. Uh, it's not like it is in the U S where you can go to a mall and there's 50 chargers. Uh, they are few and far between. So, you know, getting that range, uh, becomes a problem like any, major city and we do have a million you know 1.3 million people in edmonton uh there are chargers in the downtown area that are a little more accessible but in the outskirts and in the suburbs they're just not uh, not as plentiful as they are in major cities in the u.s i know for globe uh for blue ocean strategy damon i know one of the things that i've heard is that um you mentioned it has to be a new space okay where you're not necessarily challenged okay you're going in that blue ocean and it has to be a sustainable competitive advantage. Um, what else do you see right now for retail dealers such as yourself? You know, you mentioned mobile service, which Ed is doing. Ed is also doing the, the two-person teams. He's been right. doing that for some time. You know, Ford uh, got behind the quick lane uh, approach, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago. That's been big. And of course, pickup and delivery. Any other things that you see on the horizon? Yeah, there are, there are a couple of things. And I think one of the biggest things that we have to look at is a different revenue stream 
uh, would be much the same as a lot of the tech companies do, and that is looking at subscription services. You know, what if we could utilize the mobile service van much like, uh, you know, a, a AAA, you know, and you have a monthly subscription. So if your keys get locked out or you need a battery boost, the van could come to you. I mean, that's that's an area of opportunity, and that would definitely be a space that nobody's playing in. Uh, offering extended warranties on repairs that you're doing, you know, is that something that we could do? Or offering a subscription, you know, when you get a repair done or a service done, that you get a discount on something else. I mean, that is, we have to be more original in our ideas of revenue streams for the business rather than just buy three tires, get one free, or oil changes for life. Uh, these are things that that are going by the wayside. In, and as we see more and more adoption of electric vehicles, we're going to see the maintenance on those vehicles drop considerably. Uh, hard part repairs are going to drop considerably. And we've got to look at new revenue streams that nobody's playing in to maximize our opportunity before everybody else jumps in. Ed has also talked to us about um, bundling services uh, with, um, you know, in terms of not having the oil changes that trigger to bring people in, you know, using a bundle or packages that are menued, uh, same way we do today, but doing that specifically on the EV side, he's looked at doing that as well. So, I mean, I know EV may not be, you know, as heavy there, as predominant as it is, let's say in California or maybe Florida, but would that be something you're considering as well? Absolutely. Uh, we have, again, as as service providers, we have to be innovative in the things that we do and the services that we offer to customers. Uh, a lot of EV customers, at least what we're finding, uh, are not overly versed in what is going to be needed for their vehicle. You know, they like the adoption of the electric vehicle with zero emissions, but they don't understand that the tires wear out faster, that the brakes wear out faster, and we need to be equipped to handle those uh, those common occurrences for these customers. So I think that that's a fantastic idea. Thanks, Ed. I'm going to steal it. We all we we want to we want to make sure that we are on the forefront of everything that we do. All right. Last question for today, uh, Damon Egan, service manager at Sherwood Ford in Alberta, Canada. Um, here we are in May, halfway through the second quarter. As you look out, Damon, over the balance of 2023, you got a lot of peers watching today. A lot of dealers, fixed ops directors, service managers arts managers, reconditioning managers, used car managers. Uh, what advice would you have for the folks watching you from retail here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable in the middle of middle of May? I think the first thing that I would say is get the words, we've always done it this way, out of your head. We have to start looking at the business in a completely different way. The new generation's coming, the, the new wave of vehicles are coming, and we have to start thinking out of the box and looking at new ways to bring in different revenue streams. The way, the old ways of we've always done it that way don't work anymore. They're falling by the wayside faster than we can count. If we look at where the business was even five years ago, and Ted, I know you're in a number of dealerships, the landscape has changed so much just in five years. So what's going to happen as we accelerate five more years forward? Yeah, I love it. All right. Damon, great advice. So... Everybody, if you want to reach out to Damon Egan, um, he's all over social media, easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, he's a very vocal part of the Fixed Ops uh, community. I encourage you to reach out. Uh, his dealership group uh, at Sherwood Ford is growing rapidly. 
uh, a very progressive dealership, and uh, Damon has done a number of things that have earned a lot of honors for him over the years. So, uh, Damon, on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, want to thank you for your time. Thanks so much for having me, Ted. I really appreciate it. Damon Egan, everybody, here today, back at the 80s at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.